Yeah, I want to talk to you today from one dumb dude to another. I rem this is my first time recording in my new house. And uh, I got to tell you, it's uh, moving is terrible. That's very nice that you moved into the new house with the lady and the children who are multiple and all over the house. They, they, they are. They, let, let me tell you something. I want to tell you something here. I want to be honest with you here. Okay, today, Nick. I want to be honest with you here. Moving is the worst, and there was, there's never been a time where I, I have wanted telekinesis more than now. You want telekinesis? You're going to be one of them blue-collar telekinetics? The, before the show, guys, Nick and I were talking about the reality of telekinesis, okay? And that if, if a bunch of people in the world all of a sudden got telekinesis... After the novelty wears off after about a year or two, these people got to work, you know, and not everybody's going to want to do the whole thing like take me flying with your telekinesis. No, they're going to be doing like construction jobs and uh, whoosie what's it's I mean, like janitors, like not everybody with telekinesis is going to be super smart. Right. So there's going to be blue collar telekinesis workers that are they're just doing jobs, but they're using telekinesis, you know, and they're probably going to gain weight. You got to think about that, Nick. Yeah. It's pretty much like Cal at the beginning of Jedi Fallen Order, where he's just like works in a junkyard. It's like you're you're a Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, yeah. So and then uh, oh, and then you got to think about people that are drunk with telekinesis or on drugs with telekinesis. That's that could be bad. This sounds like a Netflix movie that Jamie Foxx would be in. Yeah, it's a more it's a more grounded take on telekinesis. I think that's what the world needs right now. A grounded take on telekinesis. Uh, we're just over here writing movies and shows. Um, when, do we get a, when do we get a gig, man? When do we get a writing gig? Uh, that comes with the mattress money. Oh, okay. But, you know, well, no folks, one ever gets past the Jerry Lewis impressions to get to our good <laughs> ideas. They just, they hit delete on the, on the old, uh, or they hit stop. Please don't and, unsubscribe, lady, with the nice little podcatcher. I won't do the voice anymore. <laughs> he won't do Jerry Lewis over here. Uh, folks, welcome to the Dumb Dudes Podcast, also known as the Trailer Blazures. My name is Ben, and I'm joined by Nick. That's right. You know us by now. And if you don't, hello. Hello, and I'm very sorry. Yeah. I, I'm all... I always apologize for this podcast, but you know what? You're here voluntarily. Nobody's making you listen to this, except for the mattress people, except for those mattress people and uh, and and Squarespace, uh, build it beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, let's talk about what we done had watched this past week. What we done had watched this past week. Well, last weekend, I watched three movies in a row. The first being Hero with uh, Jet Li and Jet Tony Leung because we wanted to see Tony Leung again after watching Shang Chi. Yeah. And also Donnie Yen, obviously. Um, of course. We watched The Fog, which is a John Carpenter movie from 1980. Now, I gotta tell you, I love John Carpenter. Yeah. Not his best Not his best one. Oh, not his best work, Pretty eh? cheesy. Uh, not scary. Like, John Carpenter can be scary. The Thing is a scary movie. The Fog is not. It's like a Scooby-Doo. Like, it was very Scooby-Doo-esque. Uh, then we watched John Carpenter's Halloween right after that because we were in a John Carpenter. But I've seen that movie before. I've always found Mike Myers to be the 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 least scary of the uh, slasher gentlemen. Yeah. I can't get past the Captain Kirk mask. It's just not scary to me. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis is cool though. 
Yeah. She came back in, what, 2017 or 18 on that new one? Yeah, she rules. But uh, I didn't like that new one because they squandered the Home Alone potential of the setup. Like, they they set that movie up to be like, Jamie Lee Curtis built a, a Home Alone trap house. And Michael Myers was going to be, like, tricked into all of these traps. And she was she was going to be, like, the Kevin Malone of monsters. But he just broke the traps and, <laughs> and fell for one of the traps. It was not. He didn't get hit. He didn't get hit with paint swinging paint buckets. No, that's what I wanted. Like she had eight hundred traps, and the only one that went off even was like the most boring one that was like a cage in the floor. It was not. It did not deliver on the Home Alone monster house that I was promised. Now, we want Ewok Village uh, traps. Yeah. Ewok forest traps where like two logs are like slamming Michael Myers head. You know, I already don't like slasher movies. So if you're going to bring me in, you got to go real hard with the home alone antics. You you want, um, be hey, be high, <laughs> <laughs> big home alone energy. Yeah. I tried everything to kill Michael Myers. Antics, <laughs> cocaine, everything, everything. <laughs> Firebombs. Booby traps, everything. <laughs> uh, uh, not, nothing worked. Then I tried antics. Antics. <laughs> so, oh, stupid. so stupid. So uh, stupid. Oh, my gosh. All right. So you, so you watched that. What else did you watch? I, I caught up on Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin and Martin Short. Um, what episode is it on now? There's four out, or five out now. I think I watched the oh, fifth wow. one on, on Tuesday. And I love it. It's great. I love Steve Martin. I love Martin Short. I love Selena Gomez now. Apparently, I don't didn't really know her apart from her name before this. Right. Uh, yeah. It's really good. It's funny. Martin Short. Everything he says is is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so that's a real good. If you have Hulu, and you want to watch something that's like a mystery show, but also really really funny, Only Murders in the Building is very good. Also, Tina Fey's in it, but not a lot. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she basically is playing Sarah Koenig uh, from Serial. Okay. <laughs> she's like the, in that world, she's the real true crime podcaster. And it's about them trying to make a true crime podcast. So it's, right, right. it's very good. It's very good. And then just this week, uh, I watched Why the Last Man, which has begun. I want to hear about this. I'm dying to watch this. I want to know what you thought. So Hulu threw a couple episodes up early apparently so there's three episodes on hulu right now so jess and i watched all three of them uh i have never read why the last man i'm familiar with it yeah Uh, it came out in 2004 and then i I sort of followed its troubled development my my entire adult life because i only follow movie stuff to say that i have begun watching why the last man seems very surreal to me after these years and years of it almost being a movie or almost being a series and then being canceled and then this director is going to adapt why the last man but now it's a real thing and it is good so far basically the story is that just one day for a reason that is as yet unknown to me everyone with a y chromosome dies all at once except for one dude and a monkey and it's his monkey it's like a pet monkey and so this dude and a monkey, who also has a Y chromosome, are the two, are the only two things alive that we've seen so far that have Y chromosomes. 
and all like the world government stuff stuff started collapsing like russia just was acting like their their leadership was still alive and so the people stormed the kremlin and russia went dark and the white house like it it reminds me of battlestar galactica where like the line of succession dropped so far that like a random congresswoman who's diane lane became president and then there's like QAnon people type people and Amber Tamblin plays like a weird like Ann Coulter type person which I'm sure that she's having a lot of fun with playing that character. The two best characters, Olivia Thurlby, who who you may know as the rookie from Dread, is why is Yorick's uh sister and she's really cool. Uh I can't tell if I like her because I like the character or because I really like the movie Dread. And then there's the Secret Service agent who's, like, not a Secret Service agent. She's, like, a like a Tom Clancy-type person, like a ghost. And her name is Agent 355, and she's one of the coolest people I've ever seen in anything. And this actress needs to be in everything now. And so that's, that's why The Last Man. The main character, uh, Yorick, I thought, just, I assumed from it being a graphic novel that he would be some like competent survivalist guy but he's like a magician like a failed magician (laughs) so he's like not very good at anything which makes it way more interesting the only thing i i don't like as much is there's a lot of like stuff in the white house about succession and like government political angle yeah i don't care about that Uh, but i super care about everything outside of there like everything outside the white house and if the if the secret agent is involved in, within the White House, that's all good. But I, like, I don't care about the the political angle yeah. so much. But it's it's a good okay. show. Well, great. I I'm gonna watch this. I can't wait. Yeah, it's compelling. And I do have uh, Hulu, so that's good. Um, cool. All right. Well, I didn't watch anything. I've literally spent every waking second that I'm not working um, moving. So uh, unpacking or what cleaning or whatever it is so uh, and i've been going to bed pretty early i'm just like exhausted so i haven't watched anything well you i was just paging through netflix and i saw your schumacher show is on there oh so okay you should probably you should probably watch that is it a movie or a show it might be a movie i was just scrolling through i'm re-watching bojack horseman you have uh i forget you don't have any kids so that's how you have time to watch rewatch stuff i also get done with work at two well that helps uh, all right, well, that is what we done had watched, folks. Let's talk about this here new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. This first piece of news came out of left field, but it sure is pretty cool. It is, yeah. We got Haley Atwell. Uh, she's going to be voicing Lara Croft in an animated Tomb Raider series. So Netflix... I remember them saying they were going to make an animated Tomb Raider thing, like, over a year ago. And I I guess as time progressed, I sort of just had that slip my mind. But now they're apparently working on it, and they cast Haley Atwell, who rules, to be Laura Croft. I mean, what more could you ask for? Yeah, if I if I was mildly interested before, with the, you know, I, I didn't know about it, but let's just say I was... When I when you attach Haley Atwell to it, well, now your boy is like real interested. Me too. I will be watching that as soon as it comes out because I yep. love not only Tomb Raider 
Bahelia Atwell as well. Indubitably, sir, indubitably. So we'll check that out. Uh, next piece of news here is Disney is rebooting Flight of the Navigator. And guess who's directing and producing old Bryce Dallas Howard herself? Bryce Dallas Howard is a pretty good director, I must say, based on The yes. Mandalorian. Yep, uh, I agree, and uh, I'm looking forward to this. The only thing that I want, though, if I can make a specific request, because they listen to me, uh, is that they keep this in the 80s. They keep it set in the 80s. It's a real possibility. They might be worried that there's too many things set in the 80s right now. I could see that also coming up in some pitch meeting. But they they might also say, hey, the 80s are tracking pretty good. I feel like there's an equal chance of either one of those things, so I I don't know which way it's gonna go well we'll just have to see but uh this should be pretty fun i love the original that was a big that was a big movie for me uh back in the day i I watched it a lot i remember watching that on betamax wow wow yeah that's right uh and then last piece of news it's not really a piece of news it's more like a rumor okay uh people are saying that blade runner 3 is in the works no i gotta tell you all i do all day long every day of my life is scroll through movie news websites. And I have not seen this once. Where are you getting this? Uh, I saw it in two places. Some website I'd never heard of. Uh, and then uh, we, and we got this covered. Okay. So. okay. <laughs> I, was, I, I smelled we got this covered on here when I yeah, saw it in the outline. <laughs> it's like the one website I do not check. <laughs> Your we got this covered detector was going off. Yeah, if it's something like like this and i haven't heard of it i always suspect we got this covered because i check comicbook.com and slash film every five minutes just in case like something has happened we got this covered never uh if there's a nugget of truth a dingleberry of truth uh to this that would be awesome i would like this i i want it but i also i kind of only want it if villeneuve is doing it but i feel See, like yeah i was gonna say that yeah i feel like he's he wants to keep making dune stuff for a while let me see what you think about this so villeneuve is like hey i'm doing dune i'm out but but then alex garland says hey i'm interested what do you say to that alex garland could do it i i accept this and i also would accept joseph kaczynski oh yes Dude, yes. Not only are we pitchmen, but we are like casting uh, folk. We are talent hounds. We know who to pick to direct. I feel very confident in our choices. Me too. Uh, we're basically executive producers who don't make any money and no one listens to. <laughs> and welcome to the Dumb Dudes Podcast, folks. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right, so that is uh, that's all the that's all the uh, the news and rumors. Hey, we got a new game. Well, a new old game. A new old game. We haven't played it in a while. Yep. Welcome to Best Worst. Welcome to Best Worst. That's right, folks. We're playing Best Worst. Uh, Best Worst is a game that can only exist if one of us finds the proper list, and. Uh, I happened to find two proper lists, both of them about movie deaths. So we have the top 25 best movie deaths from Yard Barker, which is a website, yardbarker.com. I took the list from them. <laughs> and then the 10 lamest movie deaths from Screen Rant, which I'm sure everyone is familiar with Screen Rant, because they are not We Got This Covered. The way that this 
game usually works is I try and make Ben guess what's going to be on the like it was like the top 10 best comic book movies of all time and the top 10 worst and I make Ben guess Uh, so we could do that where you guess the best movie deaths or I could give you two deaths and you tell me which one you think is higher than the other one and that way we're not trying to think of specific movie death scenes okay I tell you what let me throw out a couple of deaths at you just to see if they're on the list yeah there's no rules in this game we just play with the list yeah, and then and then we'll do the the you'll give me the two and I'll t- I'll do high low on that. Yep. Uh, is Joker falling in the original Batman, nineteen eighty nine Batman, on there? I do not see Joker from the nineteen eighty nine Batman on this list. Okay. Tony Stark. Tony Stark is on the list. He is number five. So Tony Stark. Okay. Uh, I am Iron Man. That's number five best movie death of all time according to Yardbarker. i i can't imagine what the number what a subjective thing what's the number one movie death uh how many uh is goose on there from top gun yes and guess what number he is um 10 goose is number two. Oh wow so okay. Yardbarker really likes that that goose death on, okay. on top gun um artex Trey's horse. That's the first thing I thought of when I was uh, making this list, and Artex is not on here. So I, I would have put Artex on here for sure. He's not on yeah, here. Yeah, that uh, that's one of the most influential de- deaths in all of moviedom. I think. I think um, for for number one, uh, this is a, a movie that I don't think they necessarily any per any one person would think is the actual best movie death, but. I feel like people feel obligated to say this answer is what I would say for number one. Mm, obligated, eh? Just in terms of looking like they know about film. Have I seen it? Do you know? Probably not, but I have. I've seen every movie on this list. Is Green Goblin dying in the original Spider-Man on there? Green Goblin is unfortunately not in here, but he should be. He should be. I started this company. You know how much I sacrificed? You can't. Do this to me. <laughs> Alright, you're not gonna guess this first one. Do, no, just give me the I wanna I want if one? I say guess a fancy movie, what would you say? Like a ooh. Amelie. No, it's Citizen Kane. Rosebud, okay. where he drops the 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 snow globe. Yeah. So Citizen Kane ranked at number one by Yard Barker. Never seen it. I never saw that. So I don't know nothing about it. Since I watched it in Canada on my uh, Chromebook when I was in Vancouver. Citizen Kane number one, Goose number two. All right, I'm going to give you a couple different ones, and I want you to tell me which one is better. Okay. All right. Jack from Titanic or Mr. Creosote from Monty Python's Meaning of Life after he eats the wafer-thin mint and explodes. Oh, <laughs> the one where he explodes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be higher, right? Yeah. Mr. Creosote is number three, and Jack from Titanic is number four. Okay. So they're right next to each other. Yep. That was a, <laughs> that was a trick. All right. Obi-Wan Kenobi from Star Wars versus Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now. Well, I've never seen Apocalypse Now, so uh, I would say because I, miss, cause I know it, the first one, uh, my method's unsound. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is number six. 
So he is ranked higher. Uh, yep. Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now is number 18. A very iconic death. That's where he goes to horror. The horror. And then he's dead. Uh, the next one is Ricky Baker from Boys in the Hood. Never seen it. And uh, that's uh, with like Ice Cube and stuff. Right. And Ricky Baker from Boys in the Hood or Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Gruber. All right, you're right. Again, Hans Gruber is number 11, whereas Ricky Baker is number 14. All right. Let's, I feel like there's some old Indian movies where the guy's like just kicking dudes, you know, and they just are slapping them, and those guys die. Those those should be on the list. Yeah. <laughs> the Wilhelm scream ones. <laughs> yes. All right. Now I'm going to start pulling from the lamest, and you tell me okay. whether it's one of the lamest deaths or one of the best deaths. Okay. All right. Captain John Miller, Tom Hanks, from Saving Private Ryan, or... Jazz from Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's Jazz. <laughs> yeah, Jazz Jazz from Transformers is number nine of the ten lamest deaths. And Captain John Miller from Saving Private Ryan is number twelve of the best deaths. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. The next one. Uh Casey Becker, Drew Barrymore from Scream, or Rob and Beth in Cloverfield. One of them is good, one of them is lame. Which one is which? I can't remember how they died in Cloverfield. Was it like the small monsters? No, I think Rob and Beth were the main two. The guy, Beth was the one they were going back to save, and Rob was the main character that wasn't T.J. Miller. So they they died in the last shot. I don't know that they would. That would be the lamest. But um, what's what was the first one? Casey Becker, Drew Barrymore from Scream. Yeah, she wasn't the one that got disemboweled. She was. was she? Yes. Oh. Okay, so then that that's got to be on the best list. Then you're right. Them killing Drew Barrymore, who is extremely famous, in the first ten minutes of that movie is considered one of the greatest uh, twists of all time. So that is number twenty-one on the top twenty-five list, and uh, Robin Beth and Cloverfield is number seven in the in the lamest. Uh, <laughs> all right, the next one is uh, Sonny from The Godfather. Versus Boba Fett from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Boba Fett's on the lamest, <laughs> yeah. for sure. <laughs> Boba Fett's number six of the lamest. Sonny from The Godfather is number nine. Look what they've done to my boy. They massacred my boy. That was James Caan. All right, and the next one, <laughs> the next one is Hicks and Newt in Alien 3 versus Quint from Jaws. So I've actually never seen Aliens 3. That's a good way to live your life. I don't know. I don't think I'll ever see it. Never do it. Don't let anyone trick you into watching that movie. Although the Super NES game was fun, um, if you ever play that game, there's a, you can put a cheat code in, and it's Squirrel, and it'll take you to the last level. And after camp, okay. So uh, I'm gonna say the lamest is probably the Aliens one because it's like that movie's lame. Yep, that was number five of the worst ones of all time. Uh, just because they start off the movie being dead, it's a terrible movie, and. Uh, David Fincher should not be uh, held accountable entirely because Fox meddled so much, but also uh, he's a little accountable. And our next uh, matchup is the Iron Giant versus Nicolas Cage's Edward in The Wicker Man. 
<laughs> hey, now wait just a minute, you guys. Oh, great. Now Nicholas Cage is here. Oh, wait. Who let him in here? Oh, I, just, I, I was already in here, Ben. I didn't leave the last time. Now, you guys are over here doing your little fun little game about lists about who's dying, when, and where. First of all, you haven't even mentioned Sean Bean yet. I mean, that man dies in every movie. Uh, that's like a known fact. And also... I don't even know that I died in The Wicker Man. Sure, I started on fire at the end, but that could have just been like Ghost Rider 1.0. All right, Nick, just go wait in the closet. Crying out. What's he been eating this whole time? What's he been eating? Boglins. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, uh, we all know the answer to that. I don't have to answer that question. We already know Wicker it. Man's number three lamest. <laughs> now... All right, what's the number one lamest? The number one lamest, this is... I feel like they're trying to be controversial here. So sure. the answer to the number one lamest, according to Screen Rant, is Billy, Amanda, Dan, and Irene from The Mist. Which, I've never met someone who didn't think the end of The Mist, where they all died, wasn't the right choice for that movie. So to me, that's like, they're trying to start something. I know it's a controversial ending, it's the exact opposite of how the the short story ends, but Stephen King preferred the movie ending to his uh, original ending, so I feel like that gets a point. And also, like, all Stephen King people that I listen to, like, I listen to the the King cast, Stephen King podcast, and they both love it, and I feel like this is just trying to start something, you know? Hmm. So, uh, we do run the gamut of the best film death of all time being Citizen Kane, uh, Orson Welles dropping a snow globe, to The Mist being the worst, which is Frank, uh, uh, I was going to say Frank Castle, Thomas Jane shooting his family because the monsters are going to kill them, but then the army comes. Uh, is, is all the deaths in The Happening on the list? Like the entire movie? No, and that's why this list is wrong. Because the happening... the, the Number one is the happening. That's the lamest death <laughs> of all time. I'm, I'm going right. to read you the ten lamest now. Okay, okay, okay. Number one, The Mist, which I call uh, BS on that. I call IMD BS on that. Yeah. Uh, number two, The Young Man in the Coffee Shop in Meet Joe Black. That's Brad Pitt. Uh, number three, The Wicker Man. Number four, Laurie Strode and Halloween Resurrection. That one's so bad that they retconned it out of existence uh, because that was J- uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character and they killed her like off screen in a car accident and she wasn't even in that movie. So take that, Rob Zombie, who directed that movie. Uh, number five is Hicks and Newt in Alien 3. Number six, Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi. Then Rob and Beth in Cloverfield. Then Valentine and Poseidon. Jazz from Transformers, and number 10, uh, the 10 lamest is Cyclops in X-Men 3. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. X-Men 3. Wow. Yep. And then the top 25, uh, the first first best, Citizen Kane, Goose, Mr. Creosote, Jack from Titanic, Tony Stark, Obi-Wan, Mufasa, Kane from Alien, Sonny from Godfather, Ellie from Up, Hans Gruber, Captain John Miller from Saving Private Ryan, Spock from Wrath of Khan, Ricky Baker from Boys in the Hood, Radio Rahim from Do the Right Thing, uh, The Iron Giant, King Kong, Kurtz from Apocalypse Now, Marion Crane from Psycho, Quint from Jaws, Casey Becker from Scream, Elias Gordon from Platoon, uh, Arnold Tote from Raiders of the Lost Ark, Donald uh, Gennaro from Jurassic Park, uh, even the blood blood sucking lo- or the, I botched that line. <laughs> The blood-sucking lawyers. <laughs> I'm leaving this in. Say the line. 
Do it right. Redeem us. I bring you here to be on my side, and the, well, no, no, I watched only, it. Dang it. Only the blood sucking lawyers on my side. No, the, the only one on my side is the blood sucking lawyer. That's it. We got there. And then number twenty five, <laughs> best of all time, is the Wicked Witch of the West. All right, folks. Well, that was best worst. What a fun game! Uh, I got a lot of it right. I was, uh, I'm pretty happy about that. It's it's like a uh, half game, half like interesting trivia. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe we'll play it again, uh, or if you find some lists, uh, write into us. You can suggest maybe the list. I think I'm going to ask what your favorite and least favorite movie deaths are of all time as a question time. Oh, yeah. So, do we want to do that this week or next week? I think uh, I think I'll post it this week. Uh, just we'll answer it next week with the rest of you, and then you you send in your answers. Uh, I'll make a post this week. Okay, that might be fun where we do, where we give our answers and then we give the audience answers. Yeah, so no stealing ours. <laughs> don't that don't be a stealing prairie dog. Yeah, don't be a thieving prairie dog. <laughs> a thieving prairie dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, throwback. Okay, folks. Well, you know what that brings us to the new, 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 trailers, folks. We have an Adele half design. Yeah. Now you see why we were scrambling for time and making weird games out of lists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, folks. We only got a half design here, um, and then in the video games portion, um, we got five. But but uh, we there was. There's a bunch of stuff, like a bunch of trailers that just did not look interesting to us that we just didn't want to talk about, um, and we don't want to do shovelware here. Yeah. Uh, so we picked the the six things that look decent. Yeah, I'm getting more discerning as we as we go on. I see like a a trailer where I don't know any of the actors, and it it says drama movie or thriller movie. Half the time I don't even click on it. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Not if it's like movies about real life, just people living real life, guys got plenty of that in my own real life. Thanks. This is like a nerd hype podcast, and we're not going to talk about like depressing movie no. trailers so much anymore. Like we used to no. just do a wide gamut, but it wasn't interesting to talk about, so it's probably not interesting to listen to. Yeah, we're going the way of IGN. IGN used to review every single game that came out. That was their policy. And then they're like, hey, yeah, I'm probably not going to do that anymore. So they, and they don't. Yep. So, all right. So let, let's talk about this first trailer here, which I'm excited to talk about. And it is the trailer for Hawkeye. This is the cream of the crop this week. We'll probably spend the most time on here because I have theories. Okay. So first of all, if, you've, if you have watched this trailer, then you know it's got big, it's got B-Hey, 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 uh, uh, big Home Alone energy, but it also has some big Die Hard energy and some planes, trains, and automobiles energy. Yeah, it's it, this is a holiday style trailer here in the month of September, and I welcome it. It's cut so well; it looks so good. First of all, I love Kate Bishop. Uh, having played this Avengers video game and doing the Kate Bishop DLC, I've grown to love her. Uh, she's very funny. She is kind of snarky. And she's sort of like a Clint Barton fangirl in this trailer. So it opens up with uh, uh, Hawkeye's family. And they're like, we get to do Christmas together finally after years of not being able to. And then all of a sudden there's Ronan on the news chopping people up. And Hawkeye's like, I should probably go deal with this. And so he goes and he's he gets in a fight. And then he, he de-hoods Ronan. And it's, it's, it's Kate Bishop. And so she's like, you're Hawkeye. 
I'm an archer too. And so then they end up like traversing together. The only villains that it shows in this trailer are the tracksuit mafia, which is just like a mafia that is present in the Matt Fraction Hawkeye comic series, the David Aja uh, Matt Fraction Hawkeye comics. And we get to see Lucky the Pizza Dog, and there's a bunch of stuff exploding. The tracksuit mafia is chasing them. They're going to say bro a lot because they say bro all the time in, in the Fraction Hawkeye comics. Like, everything's bro. I think their van even said bro on it in the in the trailer. <laughs> so, and we see one shot of Alacra Cox as Echo, just her face bathed in red light. Um, but we don't see any other villains. We do see a shot of Vera Farmiga, who's an actress that is very good. And she's playing, I think, Kate Bishop's mom... Yeah, Eleanor Bishop, it says. And uh, Florence Pugh is in this, but she's not in the trailer. So Yelena is going to be in this Hawkeye series. And there's rumors that Wilson Fisk is returning uh, from Daredevil. Probably like a soft reboot where they won't mention anything of Daredevil, but he'll it'll just be Vincent D'Onofrio. That's the rumor so far. Do want. Do want. So I have some theories here. All right, give them to me. In, in the comics... Uh, Echo is like Electra, where she is an assassin that's basically like a a permanent assassin for Wilson Fisk, like mm-hmm. like a henchman. On re- she's on retainer. Yeah, she's on retainer. That's what I was trying to think of. And also, she was the first one to have the Ronin mantle. Like she wore the Ronin suit. She had, it and, and Hawkeye got it from her. So I'm gonna. I have a theory here that during the the blip. When Hawkeye was out killing gangsters, because he killed a lot of gangsters, then then Hulk snaps and the other half of the population comes back, and that's going to bring with it a lot of gangsters whose little operation has since been decimated by Clint Barton, who was yeah. killing gangsters. So I think that if they do bring in Fisk, he will be he will have been dusted by Thanos, and he will come back to find his empire in shambles. And uh, I think he will activate Echo to go after them. And I think he's going to go after maybe Kate, who's going to have this Ronin suit at the beginning. So then he'll be after them both, or she'll be after them both. And then also the tracksuit mafia probably works for him, maybe. I think they might in the comic. I don't remember who they're under. So I have the theory that this is going to basically be the gangsters from from the snap going after Hawkeye, and then him sort of like teaching Kate Bishop how to be a Hawkeye. How to be a Hawkeye. And it's it's clearly mostly based on the Matt Fraction comics because like Lucky the Pizza Dog is in it, the Tracksuit Mafia. Uh, Would you say that that's the best uh, run of Hawkeye? Oh, without question. 100% the best. It's, it's one of the best Marvel comics of all time. Like, probably top five. Well, I feel like I just need to go buy the the graphic novel of the collection of all of them. Yeah, I don't have it. I would like to have it. That's a good one. It, but it's probably top five ever best ones. Like It's like Craven's Last Hunt level good or Neil Gaiman's Ooh. Eternals. Well, yeah. okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look into this then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get me that. Yeah, it's great. I'm just really excited for this. I love Hawkeye. Yeah, this looks this looks really fun. Like I just thought, what a fun trailer! It's probably gonna be fun energy. The dynamic there, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to this for sure. Plus, Hawkeye is one of my costumes that I do. Yeah, 
And Kate Bishop's a Young Avenger. Yeah, she was introduced first in the Young Avengers. Yeah, so they're working towards that. They've introduced literally every character almost. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Okay, so that is Hawkeye. And then the next trailer we got here is called the... uh, It's for... This is a a movie Mm -hmm. called The Forgotten Battle. Or De Schlag um De Scheld. It's a Dutch (laughs) movie. Dutch. And I didn't know that the Netherlands made movies. I can't recall ever seeing one or hearing of one. No. But uh, it says... In 1944, the Second World War, a British glider pilot, a Dutch boy fighting on the German side, and a Dutch female resistance member all end up involved in the Battle of Scheldt. Their choices differ, but their goal is the same, freedom. So this this has Tom Felton, who uh, you may know as Draco Malfoy from the Harry Potter series, who is beginning to look like a perfect period piece actor for British war movies. <laughs> <laughs> like he really looks like he's the 1940s British guy in this. Uh, for being a, du- a, a, I don't like I don't know much about the Netherlands, but I didn't expect them to have very high budget movie making skills. But this movie looks good. Like it looks like a good war movie. Yeah, just the filters that they've used, the the special effects, the practical effects. It's all literally top tier stuff. Like stuff you would see in anything made here with a big budget yeah and tom felton like really looked like a 1940s british guy like a lot he looks like how benedict cumberbatch looked in 1917 where it's like you truly look like you're from this time period you know <laughs> yeah and i will say i didn't even recognize him when i saw him uh, until you just you just now said it was him i was like oh my gosh it, it is him <laughs> yeah he he looks pretty different than he did before this comes out on October 15th on Netflix, so there's there's like a easy barrier there's like no barrier to entry for this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to watch this uh, every time he's on screen though, I'm just going to be going Goodwin Goyle, St. Potter. Potter. <laughs> Pop your plosives, Potter. Um they call this they, you know, in part of this uh, trailer they said it's the Dutch version of Dunkirk. Yeah, which I I'm not a Chris Nolan fan, but Dunkirk is great. I am going to watch this. I am definitely going to watch this. I am too. I like war movies. Yeah. The girl in this, the main character girl, kind of, just a touch, looks like Kristen Stewart. Did you think? I thought she looked like Thomas and Mackenzie from uh, Last Night in Soho and Jojo Rabbit. No, maybe a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's who I thought of. But she's probably Dutch though, right? Like, she's Dutch. Yeah, I think everyone's Dutch but Tom Felton. Uh, they know about the Vin meals. They do. That's a gross generalization. I'm, I apologize to any Dutch listeners, although I don't think we have any. I didn't. I, oh, windmills. I, I didn't understand you at first, and I just agreed. All right, so um, then we have a trailer for Nightmare Alley, and this is uh, Guillermo del Toro? Sure is, Ben. This is Guillermo del Toro, yeah. Nightmare Alley, and it's an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. And, buddy, we got a cast on this movie. Boy, the cast is stacked. We got Kate Blanchett, who is, you know, enough for me to watch a movie. Yep. We got Willem Dafoe, who, come on, it's Willem Dafoe. Everyone loves him. We got Bradley Cooper. Who doesn't like Bradley Cooper? We got Mary Steenburgen. She's pretty good in uh, pretty much everything I've seen her in. We got Rooney Mara, 
We got Paul Anderson. We got Ron Perlman. Tony Collette. Tony Collette is like an Oscar person. It just keeps going. Tim Blake Nelson's in it. That dude doesn't just sign on to anything. Uh, Richard Jenkins. Basically, the the whole cast of like Step Brothers and also uh, uh, the Life Aquatic <laughs> is in this movie. Yeah, this cast is unbelievable. Um, I didn't really know what the story was, but the visuals were great. The camera, like uh, the cinematography, was great. Yeah, I don't uh, know what the story is. It's very teasery. It's based yeah. on a book from from like the 40s or something it's a it's an r-rated movie though and sometimes i like for guillermo del toro to be constrained a little by the pg-13 because he'll sometimes overdo it to me whereas also he did pan's labyrinth which is rated r which i consider to be an excellent movie so it could go either way but i hate the shape of water never saw it well i didn't either but i hate the idea of it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a movie about bestiality yeah and i also hated crimson dawn uh that one i saw in the theater or not crimson dawn that's the bad guys from star wars what's that movie crimson peak that had tom hiddleston and Je- that was so boring that was one of the times where i was in the movie theater and i was so i got so bored that i got angry uh the other the other time being prometheus but uh yeah so this could go either way like one would assume that since I'm a sort of nerd and I like weird, creepy stuff, that I would like Guillermo del Toro without fail, especially like because he made Hellboy movies. But I gotta tell you, you know my thoughts on Hellboy, the movies. They're good movies, but they're not good adaptations. And I just don't know what to think about Guillermo del Toro. So I'd, I'll have to judge this movie by its actual own merits. I guess I'll have to see this movie. I guess I do. Yeah, I gotta see it. So. Yep. All right, so then next we have a trailer for West Side Story, brought to you by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, this is this is one of the most famous musicals of all time. It's Romeo and Juliet, but it's like in New York with uh, modern sort of like 50s aesthetic. You know, everyone knows this is with the, the snapping as you walk down the alley. Sna- snapping in the knives. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this has got Ansel Elgort in it, who is Baby Driver. Uh, for some reason, he looks really tall in this movie, and I thought he looked short in Baby Driver. So I think everyone else in this might be hobbits. Of course, he was also in scenes with John Hamm. Could be that they're wearing those high water pants. Could be, yeah. It's the it is the the fifties ish, I think. Well, it's a nineteen fifty seven musical, so. If you got street beef with somebody, I don't think knives are the best way to solve it. To be honest with you. What is the best way? Probably beers talk it out i think it's finger snapping and advancing on each other in an alley is that song in that or is that uh, am i thinking of like a, a, a mouse's tail or whatever well i've never seen west side story uh in any form so i i don't know what's that movie is it a it's not called a mouse's t- tale what is it no, Five american, goes west? What is it's it? an american tale american tale yeah and then there's the sequel in american tale five goes west okay okay there we go is that is that what that's from or is, or is that is it aristocats i i don't know i don't this is the dumb dudes podcast folks i don't know anything so this is one of those rare occasions where the dumb dudes actually had it right but then second guessed themselves the song been referred to actually is in west side story it's called america what probably happened was he got it mixed up with the song, There Are No Cats in America, 
from American Tale. I don't either, but it's only because I haven't seen any of these things in so long. And I've never seen West Side Story. I could I could be talked into watching a Steven Spielberg version of this. I just need one person to tell me it's it's worth watching. Yeah. Has anybody ever seen West Side Story? If you've seen West Side Story, please tell us if if we should watch this. Okay. I mean, and and know that I like most musicals that I watch. Yeah. But this will not be nostalgic for us. I mean, a, a lot of people will probably be nostalgic. Yeah, we have no nostalgia here. No, we have we have no uh, animatronics here. Uh, all right, so next trailer we have is an animated thing. It is called Bright Samurai Soul. Yes, it's based on the live-action Bright that came on Netflix, uh, but this is in Japan. It says Izo, Aronin, and uh, Raiden, and Orc work to bring a young elf girl and the wand she carries to the land of the elves in the north. Yeah, so I never saw the movie Bright, so it took me a really long time to understand what was going on. I was like, why does an anime have an orc in it? I've never seen that before. <laughs> um, I thought this looked kind of interesting. I never saw Bright. It looked kind of cool. I liked it. You did? Maybe yeah, I liked Bright. it. I'd, I'd watch it again. I'll, I'll say that. Okay, maybe I'll watch Bright. I mean, I have Netflix. Yeah, it's easy. So maybe I'll watch Bright. The animation in this bothered me a little bit because it reminded me a little of Ralph Bakshi animation, and I can't stand Ralph Bakshi. What are some of the things Ralph Bakshi's done? Ralph Bakshi did the uh, the Lord of the Rings 1978, uh. which, in my opinion, is the worst thing, <laughs> worst crime ever committed by mankind. Uh, I love the Rankin-Bass Hobbit, and I love the Rankin-Bass Return of the King. Uh, But in the middle of those two movies, in 1978, Ralph Bakshi, the Fritz the Cat creator and uh, Cool World uh, director with Brad Pitt. That's right, that's uh, right. He was allowed, for some reason, to touch the holiest of holies, Lord of the Rings, with his filthy hands. And then they didn't have enough money to finish it. So it just ends midway through. I hate it so much. It ends midway through Two Towers. Uh, they couldn't afford to rotoscope it anymore. So like halfway through it switches to like shadows behind screens. It's the worst thing ever done. And because of that, anything that even makes me think of Ralph Bakshi just makes me mad. Get out of here, Ralph Bakshi. Yeah, and uh, if someone's going to be like some weird hipster where they pretend to like Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings, I will fight you. Like, I will literally fight for the honor of Lord of the Rings. Like, Ralph Bakshi's a criminal. Would you fight snapping your fingers and advancing on them? Yeah, but then I would use a sick uppercut and punch your head straight off like a rock'em sock'em robot. (laughs) And then they're dead, and then you go to jail. Not me. I'd get away. Uh, Nick, the escape artist. That's right. I'm a magician like Why the Last Man. I can get out of any straitjacket. I know the trick from watching the show. Wow. Wow. Cool, cool. So that, uh, so this, that's Bright Samurai. So I'm going to watch this. I will let you know if it's any good. And maybe um, I'll watch that movie, Bright. Yeah, may, maybe you should watch Bright first. Uh, last trailer we got here, folks, is The Guilty. This is an actual trailer for that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal in it. And uh, it's way better than that teaser. Yeah, I talked about this a little last week because I had seen this... I had seen this one before we recorded last week, but it was uh. right before we recorded. So, but this one, this one actually is a compelling like thriller movie trailer. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, Netflix is the place for this because you'd only watch this once because the entire 
the entire allure of this movie is is the build up to how he's gonna get her out of this pickle. Yeah, he does not look like a nine one one operator. He looks like a special agent. But Riley Keough is is the voice of the woman. Uh, she was capable in Mad Max, so she was one of the the women who escaped from Immortan Joe. Yeah. And there's yeah. a bunch of other people in this too, like Stellan Skarsgård or no Peter Skarsgård, not Stellan. Uh, Ethan Hawke and he's a voice it says voice for some of these people so they might have just like phoned in some voice work I wonder if this all takes place like a bottle movie in the in the police room and you never actually leave there so you're with Jake Gyllenhaal the whole time it's a no it comes out October 1st on Netflix I bet there'll be flashbacks to his past yeah it's 90 minutes which seems like the perfect amount of time for a movie like this uh, yeah absolutely it's like Jurassic Park 3 man wasn't that movie like an hour and 20 minutes or something? I don't... I never saw Jurassic Park 3. Oh, you never did? It's Joe Johnson. I know, but I hated the Lost World Jurassic Park 2 so much that I just stopped there. Yeah. It's good. I, I would say Jurassic Park's good. Um, it's way better than 2. Well, that's that's built in. So, The Guilty... I wasn't like super interested in this before, but after this trailer, you know, I think I might watch this. I'm curious. For 90 minutes on Netflix that I already pay for... A thriller like this is worth watching one time. It's like phone yeah. booth. All right, folks. Well, that's the uh, the new new trailers, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. So you guys might remember last week that we asked what your group chat names were in your phone, which is just something that I became curious about at Dragon Con after reading over Ben's shoulder. And Kevin wrote in via email, like I said he would. He said. I'm apparently the weirdo who never renames group chats, so I had to scroll back to 2018 to find cooking friends in one scrub, and that's all I've got. Apparently I need to make more group chats and be more creative than just having a pile of names for the group title. Now, this struck me in several ways. Number one, (laughs) Kevin is in a group chat that I'm in (laughs) that has a name, and it's called Salty, and it's mostly like pandemic memes and memes about anti-vaxxers where we make fun of them. Which tells me that, A, he immediately set that group to ignore notifications and does not pay attention to us. Yeah, So he, yeah. he exposed himself that way. And number two, this is a man who, like, will buy a camera or a computer and immediately name it. Uh, like, I remember he bought a computer once and he, he had a name for his computer. Kevin, I'm, I know I'm making fun of you right now, but please tell me the name of your computer. It's driving me insane now. Uh, but yeah, this is a man who names everything, and he doesn't name his group chats. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Kevin? You're not allowed to talk to me about D and D anymore until you name one group chat that you're in. <laughs> you're banned. Oh, Kevin, you're banned. Uh, Bridget said it's on Discord through the app, so technically on my phone. We made a group called Squirrel Squad, Squirtle Squad, when we were more into Pokemon Go. The girls from the chat created an Insta chat called Pogo Girls, though we never talk about Pokemon uh, or Pokemon Go, lol. I think it's hilarious that she also has a Pokemon Go themed group chat like me, because I have where the wild pokes are. Uh, Robo says, I have Jurassic Parks and Recreation, a Dragon Con group, Second Breakfast Club, another Dragon Con group, uh, Dream Team, Dragon Con Room group, and Toonches and Dragons, D&D group. Those are the only fun ones. That's a lot of fun ones, Robo. Those are fun, and uh, we're glad to see you got some uh, Dragon Con groups. Hopefully next year we're going to have Reggie Old Dragon Con. Yeah, Reggie Old Dragon Con. 
We'll be the regular old Dragon Con boys. Uh, and the last person that wrote in was Mike. Mike said, Knights of Sidonia. We went to see Muse a few years back, and the name stuck. Knights of Sidonia, the music video, is the music video that most reflects the, the spirit of the song ever made of any music video in the history of time. I've never seen it. Maybe I should go watch it. It, the If you listen to Knights of Sidonia, what you picture in your head is the music video. Like, when you watch the music video, it's that. It's so well done. I don't usually cool. like music videos, but that one I love. Okay, cool. And if you want to uh, tell me about music videos, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Or you can and should follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast. If you want episode updates, but do not try to contact us here, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. I do not check the notifications because Twitter is the worst thing ever created by humans, uh, except for Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings. If you're feeling generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for our show to gain traction. That's how you say that, Brad. That's a little inside joke with our sister podcast, Seeing Double Podcast, where Brad cannot say that sentence. And if you can't say a sentence, and but you still want to leave us five-star rating... Quick make is going to tell you what happens. Yeah, folks, I'm going to tell you what happens if you're not level five. Star rating, baby. Well, folks, we're going to... What we're going to do is we're going to get some telekinesis, okay? And we're just going to fly around to, every, to wherever the servers are on the internet that have anything made by Ralph Boxy. And we're going to use our telekinesis to rip those servers apart atom by atom. Because at that point, we're just going to have pretty good control over the, the telekinesis. So remember, this is how, all happening because you live a five-star running. So once we destroy all the evidence that Ralph Boxy made in this thing, some people are going to be like, well, I remember that he made something. But we just tell those folks, it's the Mandela effect. Okay, so you don't, this stuff never existed in this universe. And that's, then they're going to be just left with, you know, with that's the reality. So if you ever want to gaslight somebody, just tell them Mandela effect and that's the shit. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Uh, effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always, for the Trailer Blazers. My name is Nick Kelly, and I stand lucky the pizza dog. Happy Trailers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I'm snapping at you, and I'm advancing on you. Happy trails. Welcome back, folks, to the video games. One quarter portion of the show, folks. Uh, we, I have been playing <clears throat> Unpacking. I didn't update mine, but I haven't played anything this week, so I'm I got nothing here. He ain't been playing nothing, folks. That's how he says that. Yep. Um, so we do have a little bit of industry news. Uh, one is that Riders Republic comes out this month. Very excited about that. That's on a future what Ben's been playing. It is. It will be. I'm ready to be done 
playing the unpacking game, but it won't be for a while. Um, other piece of news here is that the PS5 has a hardware update. Uh, very minor, and it really isn't any different than the launch PS5, and uh, and you still can't get one, so nothing nothing uh, really good to report there. I've already got one. Hey, you already got one. Uh, I do not. I need one. I, well, I need, lol. Uh, I want one now. You'll have time to get one, I think, before the, the games start coming out. Yeah, but I can't play. I mean, even if I, if I bought one right now, I wouldn't be able to play it because I'm just unpacking, getting the house you know set up, so... Uh, I can wait for sure. Uh, but, you know, let's talk about these here uh, new, new video game trailers. You want to? Sure thing. First one up, Gran Turismo 7. This one almost, I almost thought it was starting with Phantom of the Opera music because there's like this big bump. And then I, in my head, I was like, yes. And now, bum, 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 bum. But it went a different route. Yeah. It, very strange music choice for a racing game. Yeah, it was like the Phantom of the Racing game, it was the Phantom of Gran Turismo. Phantom of Gran Turismo. That's a, that's a good way to put it. This uh, so this looks good uh, visually. Will it be good? You know, Gran Turismo's had a, had a lot of missteps. They've they've sort of lived in the shadow of of uh, Forza for a while now. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'll probably if I get a PS5, I'll probably end up getting this. I feel like Gran Turismo was always the one that I knew the name of. So the fact that they've dropped the ball and have fallen behind Forza. To me, is a real Skype losing the Zoom type scenario. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you had it. Like, you had it in the bag. Like, what were you yeah. doing? I don't know what they were doing. Uh, I have no idea. I'm also but... not qualified to talk about racing games. That's okay. I've, I've, never, I've never played Gran Turismo on a simulator, so I don't know how it, how it operates. Uh, but we, I mean, I guess I will learn in the future. We'll see. I'm also not qualified to talk about any games, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm a, We're going to do it. We I'm like a, to do it. I'm a 30-something-year-old white guy. Nothing has ever, No lack of qualification has ever stopped me from talking about something before. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me explain it to you, folks. Uh, you do know randomly uh, the directors of a lot of things. Yeah, that's a very useful skill that I have. Yeah, you make a lot of money with that skill, don't you? I do. <laughs> if anyone needs to know what Russian movies were directed by Timur Bekmambetov, I got you. He, he's got it, folks. All right, so the next trailer here is Lord of the Rings Rise to War. And uh, this is made by NetEase, which is uh, bad news to a lot of folks because apparently they don't have a very good reputation and they make mobile games. So I, this might be a mobile game. This had mobile game energy. And to be a Lord of the Rings game and, like, we haven't been following it or having heard of it. Yeah, there's no fanfare or or newsworthiness to this, so it's got to be a mobile game, um, and uh, we can probably just leave it at that. I would like a good Lord of the Rings game. They're not. I want that Gollum game. I wonder if that will be good. I actually, I want a turn-based strategy Lord of the Rings game. That would be interesting. Um, all right, so then we have um, Star Wars Hunters. This is a cinematic trailer for this, uh, whereas before, because we've talked about this before, but it was it was like a logo trailer. It wasn't even a teaser. It was just like a logo. I don't even remember that. I, I thought I had never heard of this when I was watching it, and that surprised me. But then uh, the nature of the game, it's like an arena shooter, and it's like multiplayer, and then I was like, this is why I haven't heard of it. I don't know... If this is a really the a Ben and Nick type of game, no, this is this is for Fortnite kids. 
Probably for Fortnite kids. A little twitchy. It's probably a little twitchy shooter that the kids will like. And we're, you know, we're happy for you kids. Uh, we olds um, are probably not going to play it. We're just going to keep waiting for that KOTOR remake. That's what we want. And and what's crazy is that KOTOR was made before a lot of people were born. Yeah, yeah, that's an older game. But I played, I, I played Knights of the Old Republic so much and i brought my xbox up north when we went up north just so i could like play it on my vacation and chill and so i remember being up north at the cabin playing knights of the old republic and i played it for so many hours straight that uh i realized at one point i had forgotten something at home and in my brain that had been playing this game i was like well there's an associated bank downtown and i have associated bank so i could just fast travel from that one to my bank in Sockville and I could get oh no that's not how real life works that's how the video game works with the fast travel so uh, I was thinking you know you could use the Ebon Hawk the ship to fast travel but uh, I had played it so much that my brain stopped functioning in the real world and told me I could fast travel to my hometown from a bank that I had the same bank of I no longer use that bank bye see ya there are some people that are worried, though, about KOTOR because the writer, one of the writers, is like a controversial figure on Twitter. Sort of loudmouthy, I think. I don't care. <laughs> I just want KOTOR. I don't care about what goes on behind the scenes. I don't care how many people I had to die to make this. I just want it. Like, I'm going to be totally selfish about this one. What if they, what if they like, change up the story? I don't think they will. It's, like, sacred. It is, but we'll see. I'm going to play it regardless. So, um, Star Wars Hunters, KOTOR, we got Star Wars stuff coming out. Yes. Uh, next trailer we got here is Island of Winds, and this is a puzzle adventure game. This is awesome looking. There's like, it looks like it's like Scandinavian folklore based. And, yeah. And you're on like a island and there's like trolls and like augers and I'm I'm using like just random scandinavian monsters with the accent but uh some cool creatures designs and monsters and stuff cool. looks it looks cool looks real cool so this one i actually want to play yeah I, I this this could be this could be really cool um and then the last trailer that we have here is bitcraft yeah this is breath of the journey breath of the wild plus journey uh it's some sort of mmo game so it's a little different than those but it really looks like breath of the journey Breath of the Journey is the most accurate description you could come up with. That's just what I was thinking. Well, and if you saw this, anyone would would think of that as well. Uh, I probably won't play it because it's an MMO. It, I did like the aesthetic and I like the music. I, I like the aesthetic. I like the designs. Uh, but same, I don't play MMO RPGs, so I will not play this. Yeah, it's not for us. It's not for us. But go check it out if you're in that sort of thing. It, it is pretty to look at. And the character design is pretty cool. So, uh, all right. Well, that does it for the video games. Uh, I got nothing else. You got anything else? I got nothing. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I don't care how dirty my hands have to get, I will get them on Kotor. Happy Trailers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I am the Phantom of Gran Turismo. Happy Trailers. No, that's what I wanted. Like, she had 800 traps, and the only one that went off even was, like, the most boring one that was, like, a... Armageddon.
I will fight you. Like, I will literally fight for the honor of Armageddon.